it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This is the Manchester Football Social. Full-time Devils Takeover. Yeah. We are back. This is Full-Time Devils XS Manchester. It's the Manchester United fan phone-in. We are here 6 to 7 p.m. It is myself, Joe, Hello. Webby. Hello. And today we are joining the studio by Mr. Stephen House. And we have got an action-packed show for you guys this evening. I cannot wait to get stuck in. We've got so much to talk about after... What, what? I was going to say what a week it's been, but what a couple of weeks it's been with loads of Instagram drama. And we are calling this show today Time for Action. Because no matter what you believe, whether it's Jose Mourinho's fault, the players' fault, Ed Woodward's fault, the Glazers' fault, we all agree that it is time for action. But what is that action? We want you guys to call in and let us know your thoughts today. Joe? How did they call in? You give us a call, 0345 treble one seven six two five. We already had some early callers in, so I think it's going to be a packed show. So get your call in nice and early so we can get to you uh, by the end of today's show. 100%. And Joe. Hello. You're already sweating. You know, What's going on? It's been on? a mad day. I've been mucking around, doing all sorts, finding United memorabilia, and I've just been... Sweating a lot, so I apologise. <laughs> yeah, I apologise. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the best thing has just appeared on our screens as well. Uh, that might happen down the line. Yes, it has. We've got Scottish Stewart lined up. We've got Andy Tate lined up for calls today. But let's get the thoughts of our from? guests in the studio, Webby and Howson. Um, lads, it's not been a good couple of weeks, has it? It's not. Uh, obviously, looking at that game, Saturday at West Ham, I'm glad I never went down. Now it was just unbelievable, you know. Just attack, just just all everything about the game. You know, we looked like we had no passion. 
we let them have tackles, we try to park the bus at West Ham, who had previously won one game. Uh, it was just a nightmare, mate, and it could have been a lot worse. And we get beat 3-1, you know, we should be going to West Ham and destroying them, you know what I mean? For the going play- into the game in Valencia, I say sorry, in, yeah. not in Valencia, against Valencia. How did you feel approaching that game? Because when I got to Old Trafford, I felt like I was going to a funeral midweek. <laughs> it, it genuinely felt do, really do, weird. Do you know what, I, don't, I was speaking to a Spanish journalist in the afternoon and he said Valencia can play football, but he cannot score. And it was Bob on. We were two yards behind them all the time. We played some great football, but we know we're in products. And we had a few half chances, you know, Sanchez, he should have hit that straight away. He would have scored, he tried to control it. And it was just, it wasn't as bad as West Ham, but it was not what you wanted. You know, we, we should have been there, beat Valencia. Oh, bounce back, is there, man? There's not, mm-hmm. but Where's the to, reaction? To, to, to go and to get two games, six points, you win another game and draw the game, you're virtually through. Yeah. And it leaves the group mm-hmm. very difficult. Of course, I think we're going to have to go to Valencia now and get some it. We have to win there. Well, we're going to struggle, aren't we? Because I think we could very, very, very easily lose back-to-back against Juve, which means that you've got to then... You, you're going to... Young, well, young boys are coming in, you have to win that game. But even that ain't going to be enough. You've got to go to Valencia, which is going to be well hard and probably have to get three points. If you don't get three points in Valencia, even a draw ain't going to be good enough over there because that'll leave us on a maximum of eight points, and that's usually not enough. So I think we've uh, left ourselves proper difficult task in the Champions League. And in the league, we, we just, we look clueless at times. We are live now, by the way, as well, on YouTube, guys. If you joined us, it's full-time Devils XS Manchester. It's the full-time Devils fan phoning. We want Manchester United fans to be getting in today. And we're speaking about so much, but is it time for action for Manchester United? We are here today with Joe, Webby and with Housen. We've got an action-packed show for you. And I can't wait for the rest of it. Should we go to our first caller? Guys? Yes, and if you want to give us a call now, 0345 7625. That number goes along your screens. And if you're listening in your car, make sure you give us a call now. Uh, the legend returns, Mr Scottish Stewart. Do you want to flip the knob up? Go on. Oh, you okay there, boys? Hi, yes, yes, Stuart, okay, Stuart, pal. you're all right, mate. I've missed you, mate. I've missed you. No, it's all right. I popped down the other night to the game, and I don't get too many games now. And I went down to the game the other night and watched it, and... My word, I mean, bloody hell. You know, five or six years ago, I wouldn't have made mincemeat of them lot. I mean, they weren't a great team, in my opinion. They kept the ball and kept it nice, but they had no threat up top and just poorly, you know, and it shows you how far low we've, we've gone now as a team. Um, the boy the cuckoo, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I've seen more movement in rigor mortis than this guy. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. You know, I can't be seeing what I'm seeing at things, but... It's a tricky one, you know my opinion on Ozzy. I'm not going to keep going on about it with him. You know where I stand on it, I've never been a big fan of him. But it's a tricky one at the moment. In what, terms of Stuart, what would you do? What would, what, what would you do right now or Saturday if we win and it's a dull game? What do you do next? Do you know what? I've wrote the season off in my own head now. I've wrote it off, I've kind of accepted it. I think... It's a tricky one if you sack them and you go and give it temporary charge and rather than giving it character. I mean, you know what will happen? They'll give it temporary charge, they'll do well, and the fans will say, give him the job, give it him. He deserves his chance. He does. And it never bloody works out that way, in my opinion. You've got to be very careful what you do. I think they need to get a plan in place now and be planning now 
ready for next year, get working behind the scenes and who they want to come in to see all there. It's not gonna it's not gonna work with Jose now, he's too far gone. He's got not gonna turn this around for me. I like a captain I will like a boat without a captain at the moment. There's, it's just rudderless, there's nothing there. There's no le- leadership. They need to work on it now, ready for next year. Let's write this season I'll take it. I had a lot of great years watching Manchester United, some great days. And I can see on a year of this, you know, and I know, I know some fans won't and they'll disagree. They're paying customers and go, I've paid my dues. You know, I've, I've been there. I watched Manchester United. I watched it get relegated. So, you know, I've paid my body dues. <laughs> but, you know, I think, well, I think they've got a plan now ready for next year and plan now and work behind the scenes now they want to come in. And I'm not too, I've heard Brian Giggs' name, but I'm not too sure. I know about me personally. I don't, as a football player, I don't ever have to trust him, Brian Giggs. It's a personality about him. I don't know. Your players have got to trust your manager. But there's too many players out there. Just let him m- quit playing and I'll get off the, the blower game. Nice one, Stu. But there's, there's too many players. And they should, true, they should be football players. And I've said it before. They don't like to look in the bloody mirror. A lot of themselves and their own performance, they like to point the blame football players. That's what they do when it's not going right for them. They point the finger at other players after the game. They need to say, oh, the players as well are, are part of this, not just Hosey. They need to take a long, hard look at themselves in the mirror of what's going on with the performances as well. Because they like to pass the ball football players. You know that? It's true, I know that in the game. They do. Mm. They, they don't like to take blame. They point fingers elsewhere. They spoil brats, a lot of them. That's the way they are now. They like to point the finger at other people. It's time to look at their own performances in the minutes. Did I give 100% out there today? You know, the, the, the boy Pogba, for me, he reminds me very much of the guy City and Balotelli. He's got talent, but he do not make you a great player. He's too much of a bloody liability in games, in my opinion, the way he plays. He's got talent. I'm not disputing that. He can play some lovely passes and, and, and do some lovely pieces of passages of play. And he's got an eye for the passing behind. But it's not enough at times. Against, uh, at home the other week against um, Wolves. Wolves, was it? When he did that turn on, on the halfway line. Bloody hell, I was nearly at my turn. My super went over everywhere. I bet he did, Stuart. Thank you very much. Shot Shot much Stuart. Love you there. What a call from Stuart. Yeah, it's always, always, always entertaining calls from Stuart. Is is it, Adam is a, is a Redwood all feeling it, you know, and you can see it in his phone call there, you know, we... He's speaking like what we what we are, you know what I mean? And he's hurt. We're all hurt, you know. It does feel like that at the moment, that everybody at the club is pointing fingers elsewhere from yeah. the board, the managers, the players, everyone. Oh, it's not my fault, it's their fault. It's not my fault, it's their fault. And no one's taking responsibility at the moment, which is a big problem um, for the club. As we said, we've calling this time for action. But what action do you want to see from Manchester United? One action I'm sure we all can agree on mm-hmm. is... <laughs> The stupid use of Instagram at times. I mean, this week, after a poor week we've had, we see Valencia. <laughs> <laughs> Where shaking his head? For you, you know, guys do, that do don't know, know for you guys that don't know, Antonio Valencia after the game. Sorry, Captain Antonio Valencia. Captain right. <laughs> Antonio Valencia after the game liked an Instagram post that was in Spanish and did say Jose Mourinho out. He liked that post and then immediately tweeted later on that he didn't read it, he just liked it. We also had Andreas Pereira um, like a post saying Fred and Pereira should be starting. One that I don't disagree with. Same with Pogba though. Is it needed at this moment? We don't disagree with what he's saying. 
Yes, we need to attack, but is it needed? And we're seeing it with Instagram. We're seeing it with Moyes as well. Mm-hmm. Loads of players taking to social media to. It wouldn't have happened under Fergie, would it? You know, the odd tweet maybe, but nothing stupid. So why? Because he'd be right on it. No, did he need to do it? Do I need to see one matter saying we need to be better next week? I know what you need to be. Not just you, your teammates. One matter's a broken man. No hugs from matter. <laughs> Poor hug. Yeah. Do you agree, Alison, that he, he didn't read that? Or do you think that I was trying to put a message out there? I don't know where I sit on that. I'm not there, mate. I don't even care about what people are doing on social media. It, it makes no difference to me. They wind you up, though, when they put something like, like Pogba's tweet today, is like time to, what I what, don't know the correct What winds me up is that people make articles out of it. That's what winds me up. Because half of these, I've got people that are working for them posting the social media stuff. So you don't even necessarily know that you're getting it out of the horse's mouth. Yeah, it might be the account that's linked with this guy. doesn't necessarily mean it's that guy. And that goes for Pereira liking stuff. That might have been someone that just saw it was a post about him. Boom, like. Might have been the same with Valencia. I don't care. I want to see what's happening on the football pitch because that's really what we're all about. All this extra TMZ drama doesn't interest me in the slightest. I want to see action on the football pitch. But is this what we're seeing now? Under Moyes, we had a lot of players voicing their concerns. Um, We heard of Van Persie. We used to have it with Chikorito on Instagram. We heard it with loads of different players. And now we're hearing it from Manchester United players. And we're also hearing Jose's got issues with these players. Is this just showing that this can't go on anymore and it can't be fixed? Or do people still think it can be fixed with these players and this manager in place? You know what, obviously I've spoke to you throughout the season, you know, my take on the manager. I wanted it to work like everyone did, but I think it's coming to a point now where it can't be fixed. Get him right now. I wish it could be fixed, but deep down I think there's that much gone now. Things what we don't know about, what's happening, like you're saying, I said before the show, has anything happened today in the so popular call Manchester United? Not yet, but there's still plenty of time. You know what I mean? It's it's a joke. Like Steve said, all I want to see is my team give 100%. And if we get beat, we get beat. Fair enough. But I want passion. I want fight. I want art. You know, what would we give to wear one of those shirts? We'd give everything. Some of them don't give a monkeys. And it hurts me when I see that, you know. But it can't continue, mate. No, we're going to go to Etienne on the phone now. Etienne, thank you for giving us a call on the full-time Devils takeover, mate. Like, what do you want to say? Repeat caller, right? It's called before. Was... Yes, apparently you've got yeah, a great caller yeah. next to you. Three times, uh, so also sounds like it's in a building site. Yeah, what's well. going on? Are you putting up a shelf? So now I've got my Bluetooth headset on because there's a little baby running around somewhere. Um, <laughs> what do you want to say, mate? Him. Um, where to start? Um, a lot of people have given Pogba flat, and yes, in some instances he deserves it. But now there's. Look at the championship performance the other night. He looks up. The guy who's standing around like he's on holiday, no movement, nothing, and it's laboured. I hate Fellaini, but credit to him, he's played well, he's done what he says on the tent, get the ball, pass it off. Nothing fancy, nothing, simple things. A lot of people are saying, oh, we should be trying harder. How? Where? Who? Rashford ran his socks off the other night into the ground. Martial came on, did the same thing. The man that should be dropped for me is Lukaku. Why don't we just, at this moment in time, we've got nothing to lose. Throw the dice, go with the front three of Sanchez, Rashford, and Martial, and just see what happens. We have nothing to lose at the moment. If, if we lose against Newcastle, so what? It's a freebie. At this moment in time, it's expected. I mean, bets are being returned as a free bet if United lose. 
that seems too much for me. Awesome. What, what else was that to lose? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a point that I, I kind of agree that Lukaku probably deserves dropping. I'm just a realist, mate, and he won't drop him. Mm. He's, and he, he desperately needs a rest. Yeah. And I, I don't think he's not turned rubbish overnight. The guy is a top striker. But at the moment, he doesn't look like a top striker. And when he, the size of the guy, when he's knackered and he's coming onto a pitch pre-tired already, it's really obvious that he's not at the races. And I think that's the situation we're in at the moment. Oh. But the system doesn't The thing work for me, though, else. is as well, and I think Jose Mourinho has gotten away with it a little bit because we've had the whole Paul Pogba discussing the tactics and stuff publicly. When you just disregard Paul Pogba's performances, even if you take Sanchez out, changing with Marshall, take Marshall out, changing with Sanchez, take Matic out, changing with Fellaini, take Lindelof out, changing with Bailey, whatever you change, the performances are always the same. So surely it's not a problem with these individual players. It's a problem with the football that we are trying to play or the style that he's trying to give across to these guys. It just isn't working because it's consistently... Like, I feel like Paul Pogba is being a saviour to everyone else in terms of all the shots are being fired at him and the manager. Some of these players are getting away with murder at the moment. I just think going back to what Steve said about Lukaku, I was worried me after... Going right through the World Cup, having a little bit of a break, you know, was he going to come and hit a brick wall? And obviously the last two or three games, he's hit that brick wall, you know. Do we leave him out Saturday? I think it, under Fergie, Fergie would have left him out Saturday. He would have been nowhere near the Belgium squad. He's got a bit of a tight hamstring. Go on, you go and have a week's break, son. And I think that's what he needs, you know. And I, and I do feel sorry for him, you know, because he's up there on his own sometimes. Well, most of the time, he's fighting for everything. And we know what he can, what he still can do. Still got a lot of goals this season. Still got a lot of goals, but like I said, I was worried after that World Cup and a little break. So this apply now was don't play him Saturday, little tight hamstring, two weeks off, comes back fresh for the Chelsea game. Indeed. Let's go to Neil on the phone. Neil, you OK, mate? You're on the full-time Devils takeover. What do you want to say? Hi, Neil. Hi, uh, um, I just want Mourinho gone. I never wanted him in the first place. Is, is that everything short and sweet like that, Neil? Neil. What, what do you fix by doing that, though? Because you bring another guy in. You brought in Jose Mourinho with the CV yeah, that he, he's brought. You've had Lou Van Gaal. Housen. Housen. All right, Housen then. He plays <laughs> defensive football. He's not a Manchester United manager, and he never will be. You can say Pretty what sure you like, like, but you're never going to get much, change my mind. He is rubbish. So who's you getting he to replace him, Neil? Who I would like Giggsy and Roy Keane. Keane would kick their asses. Whoa. Mike Tyson would kick their ass, but what's what's <laughs> that going to do? I don't know. Uh, I, 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 regarding that. When you say won't change anything, though, I do, it's, almost as if, it's almost as if people look at Manchester United as if the manager doesn't affect things. Like, the manager does affect things. Like, the manager, people keep saying to me, oh, the players need to do this, they need to do that. No one ever looks at the, man, like, the manager sets the tone for the football club. The manager sets the tone for his players. He set the tone in the summer when he was saying we're going to have a bad season. He sets the tone with his tactics. He sets the tone with his press conferences. All of these things have an impact on the players. And I feel like people are overlooking those, <laughs> the impact the manager has. Like It's almost like people are saying... No, it doesn't matter who the manager is, we're going to play this way. That's rubbish. No, it's far too simplistic to just say that Jose needs to fix it because there's players that need to book their ideas up and Jose absolutely needs to sort himself out. And from the end of the window, his attitude's not been right. 
His attitude should have been, as soon as that transfer window shut, OK, I didn't get what I wanted. No problem. Lads, here's what we're going to do. But he didn't do that. So I do hold him accountable for that. And I do hold him accountable for how miserable he's been because it's nearly two months ago that window closed. And he's not booked his ideas up. It's all about attitude for me. And that's from the players to the manager and even from the owners and Ed Woodward. If they had a better attitude then we wouldn't be in this mess because we're going to lurch. This is what I'm saying by sacking Jose Mourinho isn't going to fix it because you're going to get rid of him and you're going to go with the next flavour of the month. He wasn't a planned appointment. doesn't sound like Louis van Gaal was a planned appointment. The next guy won't be a planned appointment. When you look at clubs that have been successful, they've had planned appointments and they put things in place so those guys can be successful. I totally hear that. And I do think if we sack, or when we do, if, when, whatever you think... That's when we have to get our house in order because I don't think you can bring in a director of football while you've got the manager there. And I totally agree with you. It comes to a point in time when, yes, the manager has to get sacked, but then you have to look at the guy that's appointing those managers because it's been three managers that have failed or could fail at Manchester United. So surely Edward would have to look at himself then. And he's obviously not going anywhere. I don't mind looking at him. Don't get where we start. He's not going anywhere. He's not going to go anywhere, Adam. We need to sort it out. When the manager goes, I wouldn't mind us taking the rest of the season, leave it with Carrick and McKenna, get our house in order, and find a plan, find a vision, find a style of play we want, and find a manager that fits him. Do you know why you think that? Because we haven't got a manager that fits him because in your head, you're thinking that the Glazers want this club to be successful, and they don't. They want this club to earn the maximum amount of money possible for the least amount of input from them, and that means get us in the Champions League and leave it alone. Okay, so if we're not going to... Okay, if the Glazers aren't going to change anything, what good is it sticking with this manager? Because he clearly doesn't work under the structure of this club. Because they're not buying the players he wants, and let's be honest, slightly a checkbook manager. They're not buying the players he wants, mm-hmm. and he's not coaching our current players. We've got a great young squad. So what do you do? You get another manager in, two years down the line, that doesn't work, get another manager in. City went through no, 19 this is what I'm managers That's why you get Alex a manager Ferguson's in reign. that will fit in with the kind of owners we have and the kind of players we have. Because this manager Who's doesn't that fit. Then? Who's, I don't know who we're going to achieve. I don't have the answer, to take a three-minute break and we will probably come up with that answer. Listen, I just love sitting and listening to you talking. I bet you do as well. But you can get involved in the conversation. Uh, 0345 treble one seven six. And guess what we got after the break? What have we got? Andy Tate's calling in. Yes, I've got a little question for you. That, uh, obviously, me, Chris and myself, but... Uh, uh, Zlatan, and he said Zlatan is 37 years old this week. So we are asking who has been your favourite Manchester United striker? Uh, get in the comments section, answer it, and we'll be reading some of them out. Of all time. Of all time, as well as speaking to Mr. Forever, Andy Tate. Ever, ever, ever. ever. Going to wrap to this. Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social. Full-time Devils Takeover. Yeah. We're back. This is the FTD fan phoning. Full-time Devils, XS Manchester. I'm Adam McCola. He's Joe McGrath. We've got Webby. Hello. We've got Stephen Arson. And we've got an action-packed show. It's been a great show so far. And I cannot wait for the rest of it. We've got Andy Tate's call lined up. But we did ask you a question before we went to the break. And that question was, it's Latin's birthday this week. He's 37. So while we're talking about strikers... Who's the greatest Manchester United striker? I had a text from Paul from Rankas saying, here's his Cantona. 
Okay, um, like I'd go with Rude. We've got rude, some comments. Rude all day long. Israel saying RVN and RVP. Nadim saying Sir Bobby Charton, who was a bit of a midfielder, not a striker. Uh, Zakiel saying Rooney. Abhishek saying Van Nistelrooy. Um, someone else said Dennis Law. Loads of big shouts coming through. Webby. Rude Van Nistelrooy for me. Unbelievable. Don't oh. get me wrong, Edit was great. Wasn't seeing uh, Dennis Law play live, unfortunately. He was a great player, but for me, round, out and out, centre forward, Rude, all day long. Rude. You know what I used to love about Rude? He's probably my favourite as well. But my money take a penalty and everyone go, Rude. 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 <laughs> the build up. Rude. Rude. Not really now, Who's yours, Alston? It's Cantonar's the right answer. Oh, I thought you said Danny Welbeck on the break. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did say Danny Welbeck. Should we see you, Mr. Andy Tate, thanks? No, who was yours? Uh, mine was Rude as well. With Van Nistelrooy. What was the actual phrasing of the question? Right, do you want to get the Favourite. greatest? Who's the greatest? <laughs> Who's the greatest? greatest? It's got to be Rude. With Van Nistelrooy. Andy Tate. Andy Can you hear us, Andy? Evening, lads. Evening, Andy. Greatest ever striker. Oh, God. I'll go for uh, Rudy as well. You want me top man, Andy? Top man, Andy. Right, so, Andy, you've had a... Right, see you later, Andy. Uh, yeah, cheers, Andy, for getting you on. <laughs> Last night. couple of weeks have been difficult, Andy. Uh, what do you want to get off your chest? I just think it's all... It's like, it's like car crash TV watching this now. And it's... Um, I just don't want to like go to the games anymore. I'm I'm, I'm losing interest. I don't want to waste hard-earned money to watch that. I work hard all week to watch that game, and it, it's just it's, it doesn't interest me. Why do you why why do you feel you've lost interest? Is it because of the results or the performance? Because that's a to me. Regardless of how poor Manchester United are, I can never lose interest, even if that interest is me looking at them and thinking, oh. It's a style of play. I was there against Derby. We, we were so promising after five minutes, and we just sat back and invited Derby. I even, I, I even watched the Wolves game in Lanzarote. It was awesome <laughs> to watch. <laughs> 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 about the Andy, doesn't he? Yeah, he does get about Andy. <laughs> Cheers, Andy. Andy man, man. <laughs> you watching it in Lanzarote. Oh, I wish I was in Lanzarote. I bet we look better in Lanzarote. Than yeah, especially with the sun shining. Uh, I, I see... I I can hear what he's yeah. like, because look, I don't get what he's saying because I'll always have an interest in Manchester United. But I don't think that's what he was saying. I think it was just that thing where going to games, and I said something this week that it feels like the fans reflect the team. We started that game midweek up a little bit. <laughs> we went through it a little bit. It was flat from nah, the fans were, The fans honest. were on it from the start, to be yeah. fair. And then it went, it, it went down, down, down. And that's how our performances are. It just yeah. feels like the players turn up like, oh, not this again. The fans do it. The majority, manager does it. <laughs> I just think, you know, some games there, if we're at nil-nil or 1-1 one, one after 70 minutes, I think that they just, they're happy to take that. You look at the years under Fergie, how many games did we go to? We were 2-0 down in the 80th minute, and you'd be gutted with coming out with a draw. You know how many games did we turn round? And it's got to change because people are boycotting games with their feet. You look at that, still can get tickets for the Newcastle game. Who would have heard of that? You said to me you could have, the last time you could buy tickets on the door was? Probably the early 90s. <laughs> you know, pay cash to get in. That never happens, you know. So people are staying away. No, could you, you even do that Premier League? Because I think 91, 92, that no, might have finished. Yeah, that was a football league. Then it stopped with the Premier League. But, you know, Newcastle, we was always sold out, you know. So people have... And Juventus. Juventus, Juventus coming at the time. Oh, let me just bring this up. This yeah, is one of the dude. topics today as well. Tread Manchester United <laughs> with another <laughs> embarrassment. 
this week emailed everybody mm-hmm. saying, get your tickets for Ronaldo's return. <laughs> so not for a huge Champions League clash between Manchester United for Ronaldo's return. Yeah. The club are now saying, basically, you're not even going to come to watch United just Ronaldo. And Balotelli. Let's move on from this topic, eh? Yeah, let's speak to Charles. Charles on the phone. Are you okay, Charles? How are you guys doing? Very well, mate. You're talking about intensity and Manchester United. Yeah, mate. I've I've just figured out. I feel like watching all these teams and watching all these teams beat us, you just kind of know what's going on at United. And it's the lack of tenacity and intensity from the team. And the worst thing is you just kind of just realise how much of a walking contradiction Mourinho is. Because he comes out and says some of these players aren't giving their all. But then look at the players he's picking. You've, you've sent false Mensu out on loan. If you watch him for, for Fulham, he's there 100% running at 110% every, every, for every run, everything he does. The, the, the Fulham fans love him. You've got Andres Pereira on the bench always. You've got Twan Zabi out on loan, uh, and you've got McTominay playing centre-back. You've got Ander Herrera, who three years in a row hasn't started for us. And three years in a row, we've had really bad games at the start. As soon as Ander Herrera comes in, we start winning games again. I just want to know what everyone's opinion is, because I can't have my manager coming out and telling us all of our players are playing bad and they're not giving 110%, but then you always, you never play the players that always give 110%. Awesome. You've got a good point, mate. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think I agree on the intensity and tenacity sort of thing, and that was what I thought was lacking. If you just go, I mean, there's a lot lacking all over the show, but if you just go into the Valencia game, I thought we was slow moving it through the middle of the pitch, and I thought Pereira at home to these would have had a field day. Fred would have had a field day, and, and Ander's injured at the moment, but Ander is one of the first players I'd love to see in a United shirt because, weirdly, he absolutely gets it. We've seen that guy celebrating sometimes. Yeah. He gets it. He is mad for it. You know, I, I'm a big Under Herrera fan, and I think sometimes attitude can go a lot longer than talent. Kamata gets criticised a lot for his like blugs and stuff like that, but he's another player that has made an effort to try and get to know the club. And we haven't really got many play- like you know, like Ever was keen to learn more. If he, like, we don't seem to have that anymore. Well, obviously, years ago we had a lot of the local boys who'd come right through the ranks. Who some of them local, like Nicky Butt, obviously. Gary and Phil Neville, and I think some of these funnies, except like they're saying about Everton and Matter, were trying to get hold of the club and tech stuff in and going over to Munich and doing stuff and telling how they feel about it. But some of them don't care, mate. They just want the wages. Don't get me wrong, they'll be proud for playing for United, but, but once they leave United, they're not going to be bothered to look back at the memorial of Munich and things like that. And it's sad, you know, but that's the way football's gone. And you spot on what, what the caller was saying. We've, we, we've got to have that art and drive in our team, you know. We used to come to Old Trafford. Before the ball was kicked, we were free up. <laughs> they were scared to death of us. That's gone now. It used to be a fortress. Do you know if you pull up some of them Fergie teams? Like, the team that beat Arsenal 8-2. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I always remember one there. You wonder how he did it. But That's to... why I criticise those people that say it's not the manager's fault. Cause the I remember we got to Sunderland once and... He changed his team out with a big European game midweek, and Luke Chadwick played and <laughs> filled back, and we won four 0 <laughs> because Sunderland was scared of the name, yeah. and whichever players come out on that with that shirt, Ronnie Walworth played, and within the ground thought we get done here today, and was we won four 0 Was it the semi final against Schalke where we played like? Gibson and that in mid. Yes. Do you know what? If you want a, a research project, you've got a computer you can search on there. Yeah. Right? I reckon Deportivo La Coruña in 2000 
Beckham scored that worldie. No, I don't. I was that, that, that's amazing. That. What a drink! Look at the team. I will team. try and get that up. Uh, we're going to go to Dan, who is actually sticking up for Mr. Jose Mourinho. Hi, Dan. Hey. How you doing, Daniel? Okay, mate. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. It's an honour to be on with you guys, man. I Appreciate like, uh, your call. Dan, you're not his chef, are you? <laughs> you're not your chef from the old cell. <laughs> you're trying you to keep your You don't want to leave. <laughs> Why is it you want to stick up for Mourinho, Dan? Because, um, I mean, I, I asked myself, why the hell am I always, like, sticking up for him? Like, And I did this with Moyes, and I did this with Van Gaal. Like, my mate takes, like, the mick. I stuck up for them right to the end. And I've been thinking about it, and I think it's because... I just don't want to be one of those clubs that just changes managers all the time. Amen, I just, brother. I, I, I just don't like that. And, you know, I remember Fergie losing to Leeds and, like, no one called for his head, like, in the League Cup. Beckford scored this goal. And, you know, it's just out of context. The, the game against Derby, I thought it was actually quite fun. I really enjoyed it. We got a goalkeeper sign off, went to pennies. It was a good game. It's just because we had, in the context of having lost, it was like a catastrophe. But like, it wasn't that bad. It was, you know, we just lost the League Cup game. So what? And yeah, I just don't, just overreacting all the time. We just, I just don't like that. And I'd, I'd stick with him. He's made some mistakes, Josie. Leaving Pogba out against Sevilla and a couple of other little bits and bats, tactical mistakes. But, you know, generally, man, he's done all right, hasn't he? He's like, Europa League, you can look at that all you want, but, it's, you know, it's not that bad. We've been quite lucky, even with Van Gaal winning the FA Cup. We've been quite lucky after Fergie. Like, not many other clubs lose a manager after 20-odd years and still, like, keep themselves there and thereabouts, you know. Josie's all right. You know, he's the only way he took Fergie down. He, he beat him. Like, he beat him at his own game. Like, how can you say that guy's not good? You know, I just want to put in there, sorry about that. I just think one thing about obviously when Fergie left, greatest manager ever, without a doubt. But we should have made a big appointment once it once we knew he was leaving. I think Mourinho at that time, yes, with that Mm -hmm. team that's already winners, different story. Honestly, thought that obviously Mourinho was a man nailed on to get after Fergie left. They went with Moyes. I'm not just saying it now, but Everton was his level, you know, and that's no disrespect to Everton. You know, that was his level, you know. He wasn't going to win a league. He might win, get a, a little cup now and again, but that's a mistake we made. his contracts. Yeah, that's what, that's what got me, is that we never... Once Ferguson said in early January, I'm going, we should have started that ball rolling to get that man. Interesting point that he made was that Manchester United fans don't want to be seen to be Chelsea, to be Arsenal, etc. And the one thing I know, inside that ground... Most of the time, I know it was booze the other day at the end of the game, but during the game, there's always support. Even I will be singing Mourinho's yeah. Red Army, even though deep down I'm thinking, better than that, sort it out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, in the ground, that support's always going to be there, and that's a great thing about Manchester United. But is he starting to lose that as we are seeing with ticket sales at the moment and things like that? You spot on, mate. When would you see? On a Thursday that you can still get tickets for a big game at the weekend, you know. I know it's half past five and it's some people are working and transport home, but you know yourself, Adam, you you're scratching around for the ticket for your mate. You can mm-hmm. go and buy three and four a day, you know, and then obviously we've spoken a week about paying on the gate, you know. We've not seen that for years since I was growing up. So obviously people are voting with the feet and it's it's on I hate to see old Trafford with two empty seats. But you know, it just and I'm thinking, where are these people? Where are these people? Why are they not here tonight? They'll be here Saturday. They'll be against Juventus. They'll be against Liverpool. But people are getting bored. 
Yeah. You know, you're not going to, and the weather's going to start getting worse. The mold's going to drop out if it doesn't change. Because who wants to go and sit in the freezing cold for an hour and a half? We do just feel like a club that's just in the twilight. Like, we just. Something needs to happen. That. Like, yeah. like we say, it is time for action. But what is that action? Molotov got, cocktails. <laughs> We're going to speak to Aiden. Another call. <laughs> Aiden, what action do United need to take? Um, hi guys. Um, yeah, to be honest, I don't really know what we need to do. I mean, um, the last caller, like his thoughts, was exactly like mine a couple of weeks ago. But since the derby match, I mean, I even bloody sent an email to Mourinho saying like I think we're the best friends and I think we should stick with us, you know. What's um, his email address? Jose dot Mourinho at ManchesterUnited dot com. You know, I just sent him an email. Like, you know, I, I backed him up hundred percent. But I've never, never in my time of being a Man U supporter. Have I felt like all hope has been lost in, you know, in September time, October time? I mean, you know, we, like, the best case scenario, we're going to win the FA Cup, which I doubt we will. And we're never going to win the FA Cup. I think, I'm sorry, um, Champions League, I think the young boys have got a better chance of winning that than us, to be honest. Um, but, you know, I, I'm fed up of winning the FA Cup. I want us to challenge for the Premier League again. And, you know, fair enough, last season, he did get us, you know, the highest point tally since Fergie left. But it, it's still not good enough. And this season, I think we are really seeing, like, I've never, it, it seems like the players are just going out there, like, as if it's a chore. There's, I don't, I'm not seeing a lot of love. I'm not seeing a lot of passion. And I think everyone's just giving up. I think everyone's just waiting for the clock to run out for Marina to leave and everyone just to restart again. Indeed, it's thank you very like much that. there, Aiden. One thing I would say about Mourinho, it's been like, so far, you can split his United career in two halves. We had his first season, where he was fantastic, the first half of his second season, and then since then, it just seems to have all unraveled for a You mean when he signed his new deal? Yeah, yeah. Or little... when we signed Sanchez, or when we got knocked out by Sevilla. Oh, when Mkhitaryan left. Because <laughs> I hate to say it, Mkhitaryan gives us balance. We we had a Brian lot. Wins. We had a lot going through Mkhitaryan in the early part of that season. Four 0 FC was Mkhitaryan FC. Exactly. Can we just uh, take a little break, uh, a couple of minutes, and we'll be back for the final part of the show. Uh, I've got another question oh, for you, set by me, producer Chris. Who has scored the most goals at Old Trafford for Manchester United in the history? Uh, get your uh, answers in the comments section. I'm sure we'll be reading them out. Uh, one last section for you also to get your calls in. 0345 We'll be right back after this. Excess Manchester. <laughs> This is the Manchester Football Social. Full-time Devils takeover. We are back. It's the full-time Devils fan phone-in. We are getting Manchester United fans' thoughts on everything United at the moment. And there's so much more to talk about. We've got Joe. We've got Webby. We've got Mr. Stephen Asson. And the question we asked before the break was who has scored the most goals at Old Trafford for Manchester United? I guessed Rooney. Thousand. I reckon Rooney's obvious, man. Webby? I'm going to say... Bobby Charlton. Yeah, I'll say Rude just for a bit. Uh, I can tell you it was Bobby Charlton, so Webby is correct. Flat like, track bullet. <laughs> Webby, you can get a pat on the back later on and some chicken hey. wings. Hey. Flat bread and wings. <laughs> hot or barbecue, which ones you want? Or what is it hot? Let's not start this wings talk again, guys, because the last time we actually got the delivery... Webby was away. I was away. It was a disgraceful Webby. What? what uh, final section of the show. So if you want to get your calls in, by the way, 0345 treble 17625. We'll promise a... we try and get to a couple of his. Listen, they're important. It's, it's blue cheese with wings, not ranch, okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll just write um, that down. Before we go into the final topic of the show, uh, you mentioned um, earlier in the show that Manchester United played Deportivo in 2000 and Sir Alex Ferguson played this team. 
It's supposed to work yeah, like you, you, you could read have, it out. Uh, you could have like just just before we cut to you, I'm going to tell you to get this team ready. All right, no problem. Have to get the team ready. We'll do it all <laughs> over again. I tell you what, we're we'll going to go to. We've got it. We've got I've it. I've been on the radio two, three weeks. Already a pro. We're going to go to work with these guys. Listen, you get the team up. Hussein is going to speak to us. Hussein, you there, mate? Hello, pal. Yes, I am indeed. Yeah. Wow, you in the toilet? What's going on, teammate? Don't go chasing waterfalls, Hussein. Stop it. Hussein, where are you? I'm in London, my friend. Oh, London. And what do you want to say about Jose Mourinho? I'd just like to say, um, I think Jose should have personally went in a Sevilla game last season. That was a final straw for him. Because that was, that was a letdown to, for him just to just go out against a team that was, to be honest, United should have beaten. And even De Gea kept us in in the first leg. If it wasn't for him, we would have got bad. Very simple. Um, for me, we need a new manager that goes with two strikers. I'm fed up with seeing Moyes, Van Gaal and Mourinho playing one striker system. Fergie's principal was playing with two strikers. Hold on, mate. Hold on, mate. Hold on, mate. When was the last time Fergie played two strikers? Well, we had a lot of strikers for this history. Like yeah, Lewis we did, Han. but it was about 2000 the last time we played two strikers, mate. To be fair, we did go with Rooney, who was deeper a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and to be fair... I understand yeah. what this chap's saying in the terms that even if Fergie would have played one striker, his football style wasn't defensive like it has been or pragmatic mm-hmm. like it has been Moyes, Panal, Mourinho. The problem with Mourinho is just he doesn't like to have a lot of strikers in the, in the squad to play because mm. he always plays the one. And if you look at United's history, we've had like Alan Smith, Lusohar, Berbatov and Rooney or someone like Tevez. We've always had good strikers and for like to play. With, with now with the stuck of Lukaku, he's got no technical skills at all. For me personally, I would rather give Sanchez and Rashford a go. I know Sanchez has been bad, but wouldn't you just rather play two quick strikers together? I don't know. That's, that's what I think, really. Hussein, thank you very much for your call, Thank you very much for your I said it a few weeks ago. I'd love to see Martial and Rashford together down the middle. It won't happen. We can dream, you know. Mm. I also, well, it happened once, didn't it? I remember the Fergie playing... Uh, Solskjaer and uh, Henrik Larsson unbelievable <laughs> against Villa for the about 10 minutes and we, and, and we scored two goals yeah. they both scored they both scored absolute two Rockets. classic players I wish we'd have got Larsson five years earlier oh mate he was oh, so what's good what's a player he was so good Larsson five Zlatan. years earlier Zlatan ten years earlier been unbelievable Stephen I think it was a question that house did yeah, you get your tip? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all right, we'll go for wings after and talk. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's the team, house? Right, so it was 2003 that he played this, and we did lose, so it's not as impressive as it could have been. But Fergie had the stones to actually put this team out on paper with a serious face. Here's what he put Ricardo in net, Mark Lynch, Lee Roche, Larry White, and John O'Shea as your defence. In midfield, it was Phil Neville, Danny Pugh, Nicky Butt. And Darren Fletcher, and then up front, Ryan Giggs and Diego Forlan. What? <laughs> Ryan Giggs. In the Champions Forlan. League, Fergie was like, yeah, check this is going to be my team. <laughs> we were through already, though, to be fair, at that point, I believe. Um, We've yeah. got five and a half minutes left, Adam. What I want to speak about in these last five and a half minutes um, Gary Neville, mm-hmm. Paul Scholes. I've heard of them. Damning verdict from Paul Scholes this week. He pretty much said what Hussein said in the last call. Jose should have gone after. Surprise has stayed after the West Ham game. Yeah. Um, and that, it's been embarrassing, the club. Uh, Kino, speaking about the players and what he wants and what he should demand from them and how they're... There's a lot of crybabies about, which was interesting. 
Um, but what have you made of the, the, the thoughts of some of the club legends this week? Um, especially Paul Scholes, who was quite damning. Well, he's a red. You know, it, it hurts him as much as it hurts us when he sees us play that bad and lose, you know what I mean? Obviously... High standards. High standards, mm. which obviously he played under. And he can see what's going on and it does upset him. Not just the likes of Paul and Nev and all that. Us, we're all upset what we've seen at the moment and it gets to them, but they've got the platform to do it on TV and he's not going to roll back. You know what I mean? He could say it could go a lot worse, you know what I mean? And he knew that the manager should have went last year, but obviously he stayed and we've tried to back him. It's just not working, you know, this season, unfortunately, but we'll back him till the day he goes, you know. That's what I'm going to do. That's what you'll do, Stephen will do. But I just think that these players like Keno, obviously had the fallout with Fergie, he's still a red. Hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? He, he sees all the results and performs. Imagine the TV at his house, watching West Ham and the dogs and all that. You know? <laughs> the dogs. Oh, Trigger yeah. would have got taken for two walks. <laughs> yeah, he would have been knackered by the end of Saturday. No, it's just disappointing. And they're just saying what us fans think. Do you think uh, Mourinho ever opens his ears and listens to them comments like that, or does he block them out? Because I see Mourinho as the kind of guy who gets hurt by stuff like that. Oh, he's had a go at some of the ex-players, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he has, actually, yeah. He's actually called him out in his press conference and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it hurts. His press conference is at 8 o'clock in the morning. Great, let's get up nice eight, and 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> trying to get a journalist hung over, innit? Yeah. Get, uh, <laughs> after Rayola's comments um, about Scalzi, it was good to see Scalzi and Pogba embracing a little bit at West Ham yeah. earlier in the week. I know a lot of people missed that because of the result. But that was good to see that there was no hard feelings between those two. But Scalzi's comments were hard-hitting for a lot of people because much like us, you know Scalzi doesn't want to come out and say that, really. Scalzi wants to come out and say United were magnificent, <laughs> great, but it's not happened, does it, Has for a long time? That, <laughs> yeah, but you know, some performance. But have we actually been magnificent? No, we haven't. No, we haven't. Not, not since he's really. retired, we've not, have we? <laughs> if you someone know? can clip me up, Paul Scholes, like, smiling and being dead happy with a performance... I'll give you a Twix for that. Yeah, any Twix? No twi- uh, chicky wings. Uh, we've got about two minutes to talk about Newcastle on the on the weekend, maybe. Well, like I said before to the lads at Weir, if you don't beat Newcastle, you want to call it a day. They're struggling big time. They don't think they've won a game. We've got to go at them and we've got to get them beat. And we've got to play with a bit of style. That's what I want. It can be one or two nil, but we've got to play with a bit of style. Let's attack him. We'll attack him. We win. 3 1. 3 1. 3 1 prediction oh, already. I don't know where he's getting this from. <laughs> this. Attacking them with a style of play and all this. Well, we can, we can dream and believe. <laughs> dream, believe, achieve, Mayweb. Dream and believe. Do you think the dreaming and believing is going to pay off, Alison, on the weekend? Or are you, how are you going into this game? The same as this Valencia game, to be honest with you. Kind of like, no idea what's going to happen, no idea what this result's going to be. Hoping for the best, expecting the worst, and hoping at least I see some goals for a change. And if we win, you just get the feeling it's not going to change anything, which is a shame at the moment. You, we need to see a good performance, don't we? It'd be great, wouldn't it? You know, come out of the ground with a smile on your face and having a laugh back in the pub and speaking to your mates and not feeling depressed and looking forward to matching the day. <laughs> Sorry, House just headbutted the mic there. <laughs> <laughs> and actually looking forward to watching match of the day. Oh, yeah, for the first I time in a long time. I haven't watched much 2000. It's the 90s. No, I haven't. He <laughs> uh, does it now. Let's uh, just uh, make sure that you also vote. Uh, can you still vote? Make sure you vote for yeah, uh, full-time vote, devils vote for those, in yeah. the Northwest Football Awards. I'm sure the description Listen, is in the link. Listen, we're not winning anything this season and Adam's got a new frock. 
So let's get it out. What yeah. <laughs> massive rock! I missed that because producer Chris is telling me uh, what is it? about players talking on international break, and it's a good point that a lot of players might be looking oh forward days. to this international break, oh. and we could get to hear a lot more. It's probably why we need a result against Newcastle. And before we go to Webby's final words, prediction, Joel, for um, I'm going to go just one nil United. Simple one nil. I, I fingers crossed. It's going to be like Sheffield fingers United crossed. under Louis, isn't it? Oh. Remember that. Oh. <laughs> God. I erased them from memory. You still sticking to your free one? Free one, yeah. One. <laughs> I'm still trying to comprehend what you're saying here. Three one. Three first. goals. Yes. In one game. Correct. I've heard it. For oh. us. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm going to go out with the misses on Saturday night. Uh, that's the only prediction I've got. <laughs> what's, what's this going to be? I don't know. United are going to win 2-0. Um, I don't know which. Webby, your final word. Webby's final word. Final words is all those fans are booing at Old Trafford. It's your choice. You pay your money, but there's a time we need to stick together. So less of the booing. If you don't want to go, just stay at home. Good night. Bye, everyone. time, Devils. Excess Manchester. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.